Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. I'm Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are Computer and Technology Radio. If you're just finding us, we do all kinds of things of technology and social media and entertainment news and fun stuff. We'll be talking about a lot of different things today, social media scams going on, uh, how to upgrade your uh, PS4 games, and a number of other issues. And Marsha, how are you? Yeah, some of the stuff I still love is we're still dealing dealing with COVID. Yeah, unfortunately, but we have some yeah, tips sadly. for that too. And uh, Ford Maverick is we got some great stories. So yeah, it's been quite a week. It's been an interesting week. Um, so much going on. Uh, mainly, the Spotify news, which I I just thought was insane. I mean, yeah. Now, just so our, our listeners, if, if they haven't heard about it, is Joe Rogan has this podcast on Spotify. Spotify paid more than $100 million. <laughs> $100 yeah. million? Was anybody, they could They could have this podcast for exclusive rights for what, a million? Yeah, for less. Oh, yeah. well, I don't yeah. know that cheap, but yeah, certainly less than $100 million. Oh, exactly. But they bought his podcast for a hundred million and so they have exclusive rights and interesting he attracts 11 million users per episode wow just like us <laughs> yeah exactly i mean he's an interesting guy like joe rogan's been around a long time he used to be on i think it was news radio tv show mm -hmm. and he hosted that weird uh Pod, uh, a TV show where they threw spiders over your head and you had to stay into a cage. I mean, he's done all kinds of funky stuff, but all of a sudden he created this podcast. I don't remember how many years ago it was, and he's wildly popular because he is incredibly controversial about stuff. And you thought podcasts weren't, weren't going to be a thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah there, well, there's really a couple that stand out, and his is one of them. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. Um, he has a ton of listeners, and he has very controversial things, uh, like, you know, kind of like, uh, what's his name in New York? Uh, we talked about him earlier. Howard Stern, you're talking about? Yeah, Howard Stern, yeah. Who, who I won't listen to, but that's the thing. You don't have to listen to somebody if you don't like it. No, that's the, that's the good news. Yeah, well, so he the was deal very. Is, yeah, go ahead. Well, the deal is that Neil Young, if any of you remember him, what was one of his songs? Uh, oh gosh, I, you know, that's see, that's terrible. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, <laughs> Crosby the still, well, the, the, they were Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. So they were okay. very popular in the sixties, seventies, eighties. And I can't okay. remember one song right now. As but you, you say can't it, but yeah. remember one song, which is why it was either Wednesday or Thursday. The top trend in Google search was who is Neil Young. Right. So Neil, Neil Young doesn't agree with Joe Rogan on a number of things. And he just said to Spotify, um, remove my music from Spotify as long as you're keeping Joe Rogan on there, which was pretty egotistic. I mean, free speech and all that, but I think he thought he was a bigger deal than he right. is because nobody knew who he was. And even though the hashtags delete Spotify and cancel Spotify were on social media, um, 
I don't know exactly what happened or how many people quit, but Neil Young's music is off the site now. So yeah. I guess, you know, and the scary thing was uh, Spotify lost $4 billion in market value after this whole thing. Yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, apparently uh, Taylor Swift uh, did something similar, not not in relation to Joe Pogo. Uh, Joe oh. Rogan, but went to Spotify to say, hey, if you don't do this, I'm pulling my music. They did comply with her. So it tells you how, you know, someone, Taylor Swift, who is in the news a lot now. Yeah, well, to that's Neil the Young. thing. Very few people have to Google who is Taylor right. Swift. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you know, it's it's about free speech. And Neil Young said, you know. He supports free speech, but be that as it may, um, which is interesting. Um, what's her name? That Joni rocks, Mitchell. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, Joni Mitchell wants her music said, off. Yeah. yeah, she wants her music off too. I, I truly don't understand this because if we're going to a more open society, let the opinions be. But hey, there you go. Yeah. It's an interesting story. It was all, you know, about vaccinations and such. So, um, we'll see, you know, we'll see But I agree with you, you know, regardless of whether you agree with what Joe Rogan has to say or not, he certainly has the right to express his opinion. And well, especially uh, if he has what 11 million users. Well, yeah, he's got a big audience needless to say. And, uh, well, you know, so. it's worth, it's worth mentioning, uh, Neil Young had polio when he was little. Yes, he did. And you know, that, affected his opinions on vaccinations and things like that. Uh, so, you know, weird stuff. It's worth following because it looks like this may not be the end of it. I mean, with Joni Mitchell piling in, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I just hope it yeah. goes away. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that it's happening, but we just don't need any more divisiveness. But that's my humble opinion. What do I know? Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've been talking about uh, Starlink for, for, you know, since Elon Musk talked about how he was going to yeah, create right. this internet service. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years now. And apparently, uh, and I went, I, I fortunately was able to, I had uh, DSL, I've talked about it on the air for many years. It was a horrible service. It's got five megabits per second. Great. It did exactly what it's supposed to do. And Earthlink, who's had it, does exactly what they're supposed to, but they don't have a lot of speed, uh, you know, when you use a DSL line. And I lost my internet connection uh the company i was using went bankrupt and fortunately within two weeks another company had picked come into our neighborhood picked it back up so now i'm back up to like 150 180 it's going to be up to a 300 but i looked into starlink because at that point i was oh my god what am i going to do i can't stay at you know this five megabits per second and i got a information back saying it'll be available to me in about a year but apparently what, a year they didn't later? say that to everybody. No, apparently, <laughs> apparently. not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so you found that there's just it's not even available yeah. almost well, anywhere. The, the point is, and the, this was just one instance or a couple of instances that I read about, but it seems that uh, SpaceX Starlink uh, grabbed a hundred dollar deposit. For you know, from a bunch of people with the promise that they'd have service in a couple months, and they waited and they waited and they checked back. And after waiting ten months, um, some people have requested refunds, 
Yeah, but their hundred dollar the deposit. Then, yeah, but then Starlink says, well, if you if you ask for a refund, then you lose your place in line. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know they have a problem. I mean, so a lot of people are feeling cheated. The customer service is pretty haughty and not very sympathetic to the needs of the customers from what I've seen on the internet. And um, Space Link, uh, SpaceX did send uh, apologizing emails, and we're still not very human, about how the chips have slowed down the production rate. But what was interesting is I read in another article that Elon said that they have plenty of chips for Teslas. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Maybe yes, they stole sure. them from Starlink. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, there's not even a customer contact number for uh, SpaceX, so you can't just pick up the phone and call them. Uh, and I don't even know a company of that size. Now, you know, these companies, I guess, stand stand on their own apart from Tesla and everything else. So, but I don't. Do they really need the hundred dollar deposit from everybody? Well, I mean, look, every time Elon has needed money, and and I'm not putting him down for this, he sold a flamethrower. He yeah, right. sold all kinds of wacky stuff. You oh, know, he did, Only yeah. available for a limited time. He'd raise a truckload of money right? and pull himself out of trouble. He's a brilliant entrepreneur. The only thing that bothers me about Starlink is currently it has 1,400 satellites in orbit. Right. Which, if you look, if you're a stargazer, you can occasionally see the string of Starlink satellites going across the sky. And I don't remember how many of these they plan on putting up. It was a ton. I, I, and I don't remember either, but they were, they were talking about in the thousands, I think they wanted to get up in the air. Uh, but not so far. Well, this seems to have about as much government oversight as building condos on Miami Beach. Yeah, right, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, the 20 years later, we're going to find out what, you know, oh, these bazillion satellites running around the Earth. I, I don't know. But anyway, if you have a deposit uh, to get Starlink, we wish you a lot of luck because there is no customer service. There's no help. Yeah, there you go. And Mark, so uh, against what you said, the one thing I'll disagree with is the bigger the company, the more important the customer service needs to be. Well, no, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just sad that they don't have customer service, and and that can be frustrating. And, you know, there are times I look at companies, and, you know, I always Google, you know, because if, if you ask for a phone number, if you go to a website, it's not there. Sometimes if you Google, the, you know, what is the tech support phone number for XYZ, right, right. you'll find it. But often the companies don't have one. So Well, just very, so you know, there's dumb. a website called Elliot.org, and they keep a database of customer service numbers when I was having problem with my alarm company, which I'm finally going to get rid of. I, I can't stand them anymore. But a couple of years ago, that's where I found the vice president of customer services direct email. It's called Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, -T, I think. Yeah, that's good org. to know. Yeah, that's... And they, you can look up almost every company in there, and, yeah. and it really helps. 
And here's a tip that I've always told people. I used to help a lot. You know, when listeners would call in with a problem with a company, uh, I would step in and I would call on behalf because they will generally, if you're someone that's known and have a radio show or a television show, you know, these companies don't want bad publicity. But they what don't I always give a talk- crap anymore, Mark. Now well, that yeah, that have, could be different. Now that there's social media, they don't give a crap. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I fought long and hard and I managed to get a $50 refund on something. That yeah, no. I was told a price over the phone, and when I got charged, it was $50 more. Yeah. I mean, so, it's really sad. Uh, the well, what, state of customer service is really, really disappointing these days. Well, one tip that still works, and I've had people do it, is instead of calling customer service, look up the corporate headquarters phone number, which you often can find for most major companies. Well, that's Elliot.org. Yeah, you can get it at Elliot. And uh, ask for the chairman of the board's phone number. (laughs) And when you, now you're not going to get the head of AT&T on the phone, but what you will get is what they call their executive assistants. And these are people that actually can escalate the problem from the normal customer service number. And I've had a number of people do that. And for the most part, it actually works. Well, you know, I moderate the customer service chat on Twitter, which if anybody's interested, that's Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, And we talk about this all the time. And I have found that, and I did get my refund on this particular product from the Twitter uh, customer service for a big company. And the people who are on social media customer service tend to have more. It's not that person sitting in a cubicle somewhere. It's right. a team, and they have access to all the different departments. And you give them the proper facts, usually in a, a private message, and you get the best results. I found that with airlines, hotels, um, software, whatever. Twitter, oh, yeah, just look for a customer service line. Even eBay. There's an account, Ask eBay, or eBay Cares, or somebody does something. Right. You can you can look it up on Twitter, and you get the best results online yeah, because they don't want you out there screaming to social media. Well, they don't. You know, speaking of social media, what is, and we're going to talk about uh, a Twitter story with Elon Musk in a second. Where, how do you view Twitter today in terms of popularity opposed to, you know, the last five years? Are they as popular? Are they less popular? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Twitter is a strong piece of social media. A lot of businesses do not have social media accounts on Twitter, and mm-hmm. that's mainly because they're afraid of the customer service fallout. Right. Because a loud uh, a voice on Twitter, a good story, is going to be shared over and over again. It's much more viral than Facebook. So if you want to know the news as it's happening, like, you know, if there's a disaster or when that... Uh, Tsunami was coming a couple weeks ago. You can go on to Twitter and see as it happens. Somebody in that city, somewhere in the world, is sharing videos, information. It's much more viral. So, yeah, Twitter, but it's for people who like to read. And you've got Instagram for people who like to watch short videos and pictures. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's become a generational thing and, you know, an educational thing. You know, who is interested in what? So it each has its audience, but I still think Twitter is very strong. Okay. I think it's a bizarre move that they've allowed 
now NFTs to become your profile picture, which is a whole other right. story we're not even going to talk about because I just can't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so what did you, uh, at Elon Jet, uh, which is obviously Elon Musk, what did you find out about that? Did you look at the account? Yeah. So on Twitter, at Elon Jet. Okay, so this kid, 19 years old, pretty smart. He started an account called Elon Jet, which shows the map and exactly where Elon's jet is leaving and going and going and leaving. Right. And people have, you know, turned all Karen on the whole thing and said, oh, privacy, oh, privacy. And Elon even said, you know, oh, it's privacy. Oh, I have no privacy. But the bottom line is the info that this account is based on, and he also has other accounts like Celebrity Jets and things like that. Um, this public is already available in real time. You can look it up on FlightAware or any other tracking site. All you have to know is the tail code for the plane. Right. This is all public information. I don't know if you've ever done it when you've had a relative uh, taking a trip, and anybody can do this. You can go to FlightAware, and there you don't even need the tail co code if it's a commercial flight. You just put in the flight number, and you can watch it as it moves through the map and where it's landing and right. what it's doing. So and a lot of airlines is, have that, by the way. You yeah, you know, if you American info. airline, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I I feel bad that the kid. Uh, hey, good for the kid. He's a, his name is Jack Sweeney, and he's doing it. And I say, bravo, Jack Sweeney. Right. <laughs> and uh, Elon um, apparently offered lot, to pay. It's him. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun yeah. to watch, though. He he yeah. left. He landed in Austin, Texas. Up. Oh, he hasn't had an update lately. Maybe he got the f money. <laughs> well, yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say. So, what? Elon offered him five grand, and he and he turned around and asked for fifty instead. So, I don't know what. Uh, well, what yeah, happened. I saw that, but I don't know. I'm looking at the page now, and it says, um, but there's nothing posted recently, so I don't know. Hmm, interesting. What's happened well, with there the you account? Go. Well, well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to uh, to you know to follow because yeah. this public there's so much public information about all of us out there. Oh, all somebody absolutely. has to do is share it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I mean, this is always nice to see. You know, for the the auto industry, not that many years ago was in dire straits. Now you can't even find cars anymore. You know, because of chip issues, supply issues, you know, supply chain issues. Uh, they they want to buy your car back for more than you would have thought it would have been worth. So a lot of stuff's going on, and cars have gotten so popular. And apparently, what now? Ford had to cancel their Maverick orders because mm -hmm. there was so many orders. So, uh, uh, well, this is great to hear because, you know, I don't want to sound rah rah America, but hey, we live in America and this is our economy. So, the fact that Ford had so many orders for their Maverick yeah. truck, uh, I saw pictures of it. it, seems to be a four door truck, very cool looking. Yeah. yeah um, it's available as an internal combustion engine or as a hybrid, which is very cool. Most people who are thinking of dipping their toe into electric vehicles are saying, okay, I'll try a hybrid. 
because right. they people like to be able to have the backup of being able to buy gas. I mean, it yeah. just makes makes life so much easier. Um, which is interesting, by the way. The hydrogen cars have been having trouble getting hydrogen because of the supply chain crisis. So you see, that's a problem. The one thing we know we can always get, unless that gets screwed up somehow, is gasoline. So the majority of the Mavericks uh, were being sold in the mid to high 20,000s. I mean, that is a low price vehicle. And this is a car that people can afford. Yes. And and maybe that's why it's successful. And maybe the other car companies might take a look at this and say, hey, you know, let, let's do this. Let's make, make a car that people can actually afford. Well, you know, there's a lot of new, there's some new stuff out. In fact, uh, this is not one you can afford. But Bentley just announced they're going to be coming out with a bunch of electric cars. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at this Lucid Air. Have you seen this, mm -hmm. the new mm -hmm. electric vehicle? Well, mm -hmm. it, it's really a nice looking car. But again, not inexpensive. The low end of the car is about seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and the one that gives you a five hundred mile range is about one hundred eighty thousand dollars. And like the Ford, you can't even take an order; they've sold out of the thing. So, uh, but I always said if I sound a car, an electric car that that looked good and that gave me more than two hundred miles, I'd consider doing it. And so now they are finally getting to those kind of levels. Well, just so you know, during this week. There have been a lot of articles in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, about the changes that are being made to home solar power. Right. You know, with the amount they pay for what is sold back to the power company is going to be cut by 80% mm -hmm. without going, going into all the details because I don't have the stories with me. But the truth is, the whole solar energy thing in California, who is the leader in the United States... Yeah, is going to be there's going to be a major upheaval. So I just wouldn't step in personally at this point to anything solar until they settle the rules and regulations. Yeah. And, it's, you know, I've, we've talked about it on the air before. I've had now I'm going into 10 or 11 years of having solar. And uh, and the funny thing is that the panels that we put up 10 or 11 years ago, they're very similar to what they have today. There haven't been any major strides But you see, that's solar. the thing. And you always said you never wanted to be the beta tester. Uh, no, that's absolutely true. I didn't. And when, when we did it, solar panels have been around for a long, long time. We have solar heating on our pool that we put in probably 15 years ago. So they've been around a long time, but there's no great advances in solar. And they work fine. And they save us money. You know, the... They still have a good size electric bill, but not the way it used to be. So uh, it's really interesting stuff. Well, you know up. what they were saying also, and, and even Schwarzenegger got into it, is with the new changes and everything. It really is a thing. Um, the people who do not have solar are paying currently because of rate hikes right. to keep the solar people on the grid. Yeah, because you have to keep them on the grid. What if something happens? You know, the grid is important to everybody. So until they, as of course with five G, nobody thought about all these problems ahead of time. Right, so of course. Hopefully, it'll roll out and things will get better. Yeah, there you go. All but right, so social, social media scams. Yeah. You you were talking about something like yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's sad. It always makes me sad because there's always somebody that doesn't 
understand and get scammed by a multitude. You know, going back to the days where we kidded around for a long time about the Nigerian prince who, you know, wanted to send you $20 million and all you needed to do was send, I don't know, whatever the number was, $10,000. Yeah, I don't get email and, from him anymore. You know, I no, check I haven't my, had, no. my uh, yeah. uh, spam box and stuff. Hey, right. he doesn't write me anymore. I, I don't he must understand. have died. I, I, I think sadly he must have died. But uh, the scams that are going on now are enormous and you really have to be careful when you're out on the internet or with emails or anything that you don't get scammed. The biggest in, uh, scams are in the total reported loss is for investment scams. That's about 37%. Uh, romance scams, you know, where someone, you know, catfishes you or, or tries to get money because they, you know, They've told you that they're in love with you and they just need, you know, an operation. And it's very, very sad that, you know, then you've got uh, online scams, uh, you know, online shopping and such. And uh, so that's a big deal, 14%. And so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And uh, you just got to be careful. Everything you do these days, you have to be extremely careful, no matter what the scam is, to, uh, to go, you know, to go and, and find this kind of stuff. And uh, there's also, you know, bogus cryptocurrency investment scams going on. That was huge in 2021. Um, and then, you know, as I said, the romance scam, which scammers pretended to befriend or form a relationship with uh, visitors. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And you just got to be very, very careful about it because it happens way, way too often. So, um, you know, so that's the latest on, on that information. Yeah, so Marsha, you found a story. Uh, there's some new FCC rules for broadband. What was that? Well, you know, it's interesting again because, first of all, you know how we have nutrition labels on all the foods? Yes. So purportedly, the FCC is going to force Internet providers to create broadband nutrition labels um, that will outline the costs to everybody. First of all, where are they going to put these nutrition labels? Right. There is a sample that was actually designed in 2016 when this was first pr proposed, which gave all the facts. Funny how they proposed it in 2016 and it never happened, right? So that just tells you how good this is. Um, it would be great for the consumer because you'd get clear outlining of pricing, what you're getting, typical speed, upstream, downstream, latency, packet loss, all that information that you need. But they are not very forthcoming with it. Um, as we all know, there's intro packages, right, Mark, on some of these broadband providers? Yes, of course. They give you great deals when you're first starting the service. And then, yeah, not so much, ooh, a year later, and your pricing has doubled or tripled. And, you know, they don't tell you what other monthly fees you get. What one-time fees do you get? So, technically, this broadband uh, nutrition label would be in all advertising. But, you know, I looked at it, and who's going to understand all of it? It would be nice to have, but I don't have a lot of faith in it. They say they'll be forcing it. But, yeah, they tried to force it in 2016. Never happened. I think it is time for the FCC to make a stand and let us know what we are paying for and hold uh, Spectrum, AT&T, Comcast, you know, all these people um, to what they promise for the money. I mean, like you said, you know, you're three megabits per second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very terrible. 
All right. Um, we, for a number of years, you know, hearing in the United States and the world is uh, is a big issue. About 30 million people from age 12 and up have hearing loss of some kind. So a number of years ago, we uh, ran across Ergo, which is E-A-R-G-O, uh, and they've been a sponsor of the show, and they they came up with a really terrific uh, hearing aid. By the that, way, I'll mention they are not a sponsor now. So. No, they are not currently, right. So uh, they have a new hearing aid. Now, hearing aids typically cost you somewhere between four and $5,000, maybe more, to get two hearing aids. So they're very, very expensive. So Irigo came out with a much less expensive, still not inexpensive, but a much less expensive hearing aid thing. And one of the reasons that a lot of people don't wear hearing aids is because they're embarrassed. You know, they don't want uh, they don't want to look like they're old or, you know, but as I say, it, it happens to kids 12 and up. So you're seeing a lot well, of that. Well, the Irigo goes right inside the ear, doesn't it? Yeah, it just you, tr- you just stick you tried it. the new one. What's what's the deal on well, the new one? The big the big difference here is it's smaller. So if you put it in your ear, so I tested it. I put it in my ear, uh, and it's got a little plastic pullout. Uh, uh, a piece of plastic to allow you to pull it out, and that's the only thing really that you can see. Even Kinda then, you like can't a tampon, see it. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get. Well, I don't use them, but I'm, okay, sure, why not? Uh, and they and I turned to my wife. I said can you see this in my ear? And she said, no, she couldn't see it. So it's really interesting. They, they So they're very small in size. They last, they're rechargeable. They last about 16, 17 hours. Uh, so you've almost never out of the charge. It comes with a very handy little uh, carrying case that is a charger in itself. Uh, the sound adapts automatically to your environment. So it gives you like four different settings from low sound to, you know, I need it more. They're water resistant, which is very nice. Uh, you go on the, they give you an app and the app will adjust automatically if you want to do that, or you just kind of tap on the side of your ear and it'll up and down the speed, but it comes with its own built-in hearing test and you listen and, you know, it's the same thing you get when you go to an audiologist. It's kind of an audiology exam. Yeah, but you're skipping the middleman, and that's the thing. I think that's one of the things that people don't like about them. It's the constant, the expense of the audiologist, the expense of all hearing aids, and the stupid battery issues. I've remembered, you know, seeing uh, grandparents and, and people who just used hearing aids, and they'd have to have a bajillion batteries. Oh, yeah. Maybe they had arthritis, and they couldn't reinstall them into the uh, hearing aid. I, I was so glad to see, and this was years ago when Ergo oh, yeah. really was at the forefront of all of this. They were the first they really were prescription Yeah. Yeah, no, they're great. They optimize the sound as you move around. And uh, now, again, as I said, they're not inexpensive. They're just under $3,000, although I think they got a special going on now. But um, so, but that's for two, where normally you'd pay 5000 and then you, as Marsha said, you have all these batteries. But it autom- like I said, it automatically adapts to the environment that you're in, and uh, and they work great. So if you are one of the people in the United States that suffers from hearing loss, you should really check it out. The new one is called the Ergo EARGO6 and uh, I recommend it. I think you know and if you're embarrassed by what a hearing aid looks like, this is a great alternative because people won't even know you're wearing it. So uh, kudos to Ergo and uh, thanks for always uh, being around for us. So and that's just the, so you know, just so you know, on eBay, but Older models, the 2020 model of Ergos and, and earlier, are sold on eBay. You know, if you can't oh. afford a, the brand new one, 
Right. Uh, they're brand new, in unopened boxes. A lot of people sell them. So do yourself a favor and give them a try if you need this. You don't want to be like Steve in and just like that. You want to hear Miranda whining and moaning at you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, sometimes, though, it's okay that uh, if you don't want to hear the person that is in the house with you, that you don't necessarily, oh, I don't have those in, so I'm sorry, I can't hear you. That's um, what we call selective hearing. So selective there hearing, there, exactly. So are you uh, okay. running out to Walgreens today to get your free N95 masks? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I did order the ones from the uh, government, though. Uh, the, uh, not the, t the masks, the testing kits. I haven't received those yet. Well, I have to tell you that I've seen pictures, and we plan on going today to see what the deal is. But all the pictures I've seen on the news and everything is they put three masks in a bag and hand it to you. Okay. Now, these bags are not sealed. Right. <laughs> they, and, and everything we read about N95 masks in the past is that they are individually sealed for right. germ reasons. Yeah, People touching sure. them. So you're going to be putting a mask on your, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer about this, right? but you're going to put a mask on your face that has been touched by how many people? Yeah, a lot. And yeah, free masks are free, uh, but I don't like it. We have been, of course, you know, they, they change the story all the time. But the point is an N95 mask should be sealed in plastic before you get it. Right. Yeah, These are absolutely. not. These are no, not. No, that's true. That's so true. if you are the kind of person like me who wants to buy masks or self-test kits on your own, um, there is a website called nowinstock.net where you can look up COVID tests, you can look up masks, you can look up all kinds of things. And I've been checking it, and when it says they have them at CVS, they're there they're at CVS. It's pretty amazing. Um, but really, I do recommend. I know free is free, but think about how many people have touched it before it gets to your face. Yeah, that I, I makes don't sense. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Have you gotten your uh, free COVID test yet from the government? Did you fill that no, out? I, we, no, I'm not going to. I bought mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I just, because I want Binax. I want the Abbott. There's right. no guarantee of what you're going to get from the government. Um, I know what I want. It, it isn't that expensive. We went to Walgreens. We went to CVS. We got some. We have them. I'll be taking them to England with me when I go. And that's it. I, I I don't like to get what somebody just because it's free doesn't make it the best. There's yeah, some exactly. weirdo brands out there. Yeah. Um, okay. You found a story. This is interesting because I, you know, you always think it's kind of fun that when you use Google Maps that you can zoom on in and see your own house on Google Maps. But apparently a lot of people don't want it, and you can understand for privacy reasons. So apparently there's a way now you can blur out your uh, house and, and maps. Well, I got to tell you, and of course I'm not giving out anyone's address. Right. But when I read this story, I Googled your house. Yep. And I saw Cohen's Courts clearly. Yep. Well, we don't yeah, have to discuss have that, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that's a basketball right. court, right. Yeah, but and you have very big letters on it. You're you're really a riot. Yeah, <laughs> but but the point is, you may not want people to know all of that, but you've just said right. it on the radio, so there's yeah. that. Well, but I didn't. If, you did, but thanks for that. 
Now, I didn't say what it said. Uh, yeah, you, you did. But yeah, anyway, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. But anyway, the point is we're exposed by social media. We're exposed by Google Maps. And if this is something you really worry about, when it comes to Apple Maps, just email Apple at mapsimagecollection at apple.com and ask for your address to be censored. Be sure to provide the details they'll need to find your property, like the address and, and whatever. Right, right. But it shouldn't be a problem. And what will happen is they will blur your house on the map. And if you want to remove yourself from Google Maps, go to Google Maps and enter your home address. Enable street mode by dragging the little yellow person from the bottom right corner onto your street. Once you find your house, click Report a Problem in the bottom right corner. Then center your home inside the red box that appears on the screen. Then click My Home under the Request Blurring option. Enter your email address and click Submit. Uh, I don't know how long uh, it Apple will take or Google will take to do this, but that is the way you do it. And if you don't want your house pictured on the internet, I can definitely respect that. So there you go. Okay. Well, that's good to know. A little um, way to get privacy in this world. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? All right. So we've been we've talked about for years how if you had an old phone, you could convert it to a security camera. So uh, how do you do that, and what's that all uh, about? This is even better. There's a, a free and super excellent app, and I tested it out, called the Alfred Camera Home Security. It's available for iPhones and Androids, which is very handy. You download it on your daily driver phone, okay? You use that as the viewer, and you take an old phone. It can be a really old phone. I mean, I uh, saw someone tested it um, with a phone from 2016. So it can be a really old phone. Download the app on that, and that will be your camera. And you just put the little camera on a stand, point it to where you want, and you create an account with your email address, blah, 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 blah. Um, it doesn't really matter which order you go in, sign in, and then select the phone to be the viewer or the camera. You can change devices later if you want, no problem. It's a simple app, and it works. It absolutely works. So I find this especially handy if you're going to be traveling, because you probably, or you may, have cameras if you want in your house. I don't want cameras in my house. But if I'm traveling and I'm at a hotel, mm, you know, that's a thought. There's a motion detection feature. Uh, that you can turn on for the camera phone. So you will know if somebody's been walking around in your hotel room, walking around in your house, it will record it so you can watch it later. I, I think this is really, really a great thing. And the app is called, once again, Alfred Camera Home Security. And it works. Yeah. It works. Cool. So that's great. And there is a premium version if you want it, but... The free version is full-featured. It works. Um, if you want premium, it's $30 a year, which is no big deal. But that will give you better viewing quality, longer event recording, extended storage, no ads, and some other goodies. So this is a good thing. I highly recommend it. All right. Um, you use Google Messages, and you had a couple of tips for that. Okay, I got to tell you. So I find this article on the Internet, and... 
in my book, Android Smartphones for Seniors, which I want to thank everybody uh, for buying because it's not just for seniors. It has a lot of tips. And all of these tips, interestingly, are in my book in, in a specific chapter. And interestingly, the author of this particular uh, article uh, used photos that were extremely similar to <laughs> some of the ones that I put in my book. So, oh, gosh, they've changed them. I guess they heard because uh, I tweeted out, looks like someone read my book. But because um, I have a picture, or that was the history of Android. I take it back. There was an article on the history of Android. It is not this one. But I do write about Google Messages. Now, you know you can schedule texts. Can you do that on an iPhone? I don't know. I'm, you know I've never done it, but I, th I believe you can. Because I'm the kind of person who will get up in the middle of the night and say, oh, I want to let such and such know something. But you don't want to text it to them because you don't know if they you know, put do not disturb on their phone. You don't want to wake them up at two in the morning. So if you go to Google Messages and write out your text, instead of tapping the send button or the arrow, just hold it down, press and hold. Then you get to set date and time of your choosing and tap save, and it will tell you that this is scheduled to launch at such and such a time, and boom. I mean, that's perfect. And then, you know, you can uh, the text will go out when you've scheduled it. You can also star important messages. I'm always looking for my messages, and uh, there's a, a control where you can, in the app, choose a conversation, open it, press and hold the important text in the conversation conversation then tap on the little blue star icon on the top of the screen and boo it, it's been starred so you can find it easily later and my favorite and this is in my book too but i have a whole lot more is if you want to do your google messages um, from your desktop any desktop just go to the website messages.google.com in your web browser, you don't, doesn't matter, Apple, you know, Mac, whatever you're doing, just go to messages.google.com, then open the Google Messages app on your phone. Tap the three vertical dots in the upper right corner and tap on messages for web. And then a QR code, you tap the blue QR code scanner button. When that happens, uh, you can scan the QR code on your computer screen, which is what comes up when you go to that website. And Google Messages will be available on your computer. If you want Google Messages to remember your computer, you can click yes. And that's, I mean, there's three tips. In my book, there's a whole lot more, but Android smartphones for seniors is not just for seniors. So there you no. go. All right. We're almost out of time. So why don't we talk just a little bit of entertainment news. We were talking about, you know, should you pick Google, I mean, uh, Hulu rather versus Netflix? You know, how do you decide? Yeah, I to don't do know that? what to watch anymore. You know, it's gotten yeah. to be such a thing. There's so many, so many things. There's a million watching. shows. I will say that I found a new show that I actually really, and I say new, it's actually now going to be on its third season coming up, but it's a show called Pennyworth, and it was originally on Epics, which I didn't subscribe to and didn't realize when I watched the first couple of episodes that it was kind of a teaser. Okay, here's your first two episodes. Now you got to pay to join, and so I uh -huh. let it go. 
Uh, but it is now on HBO Max, and it popped up on there, and it's been bought by HBO Max. And it's basically the story of Alfred the Butler from Batman, although it has nothing whatsoever to do with Batman. He's just the butler as a, as a young guy, and he's kind of a security analyst, and he's working with Bruce Wayne's father. So this goes back to early, I think it's in the takes place in maybe the 60s or thereabout. And it's extremely entertaining show. And if you're looking for something fun, and it's not your normal superhero show, there's nothing, you know, superheroish about him. He's just kind of a kick-ass guy, and he's a guy by the name of uh, Jack Banyan. It's out of London, and I like it a lot. I think it's a really entertaining show, and you can pick up the first two available now, and then sometime this year they'll release season three. So and that's, that's a good on one. Netflix. No, that's on HBO Max. Okay. So, um, I have to tell you, my daughter started watching Downton Abbey because she'd never seen it before. I've never seen and it either. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're Anglophiles because our family's in England, so, you know, it may mean more to us than it might mean to you, but, Mark, you have to watch it. Maggie Smith is incredible. She's but a wonderful anyway, actress. Kurt, my husband and I had FOMO, absolute FOMO, at the thought of, here, someone was starting it from the beginning and able to watch it all from the beginning because it is yeah. that good. I think it's one of the best that has ever been on. I don't know which network. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Yeah. But Downton Abbey, if you want to watch something, no violence, just story, just people. It's fascinating. It's about an American woman who marries uh, semi-royalty in England. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Saturday. Have a wonderful week and stay safe. And tell your friends, because... This information just doesn't happen magically. We have to have listeners and reviews, so please give us five stars and come on back next week. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on Computer and Technology Radio. See you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.